take the time, like take that space on the weekends or during the week for yourself, a hundred percent. And, you know, you, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent isolation, but I just believe that that solitude in that space is something I wish I was better at because I think I could have prevented the extreme burned out that I became, but you know, maybe not. But I, I do think that when you're multitasking and you're able to compartmentalize, that can be a really good thing, but then it can also, you know, be something that could backfire. Are you a burnt out overachiever buried in responsibilities? Do you miss laughing with your friends, just laughing from the gut? Do you feel like life's passing you by? If you've been wishing for some kind of a shift, you're in the right place. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, the show where we take you off the hamster wheel by ditching the to-do list for the to-don't list. This is where you get to learn how to make that lonely ache vanish, learn self-compassion techniques, and to give yourself grace. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul, so you can learn from my experience and the mentors and experts I meet along the way. And today we're talking to author, PR guru, podcaster, and owner of media companies, Lisa Beyer. Do you know about detachment? Did you know there are lots of areas you can detach from? Work, toxic relationships, even digital devices. You get to learn how to create space and balance in your life right now and still be successful, make money, and own your life and time. Author of Digital Detox and so much more than that, Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Lisa. Thank you so much. Hey, Lauren, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited that we get to do this. Okay, so you took a year off of podcasting and a lot else to reassess, reinvent, and you compared it actually to Madonna, which was yeah. interesting and um, that she has to do the same to keep herself current, but also for mental health and just, I'm so big on the pause, taking a pause, taking a breath and um, researching you. I just, I love that you're coming on now after you've done that. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Definitely. Yeah. And actually it's still a process. So I don't really feel like I'm through it. And I was thinking about this morning, like just kind of thinking about, you know, our chatting and, you know, the, the theme of your podcast. And, um, you know, I think like the buzzword maybe five years ago was like, or it's been, you know, the pivot, like you're going to yeah, pivot. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, pause is maybe the new pivot, but I think if you're going to switch gears, pivot, whatever you're going to call it, you have to really take a step back and pause. And a lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to take the weekend to pause, or I'm going to take a vacation to pause, or I'm going to pause in between X, Y, Z. And what I've realized, um, this was like two two years ago that I first started this journey of, you know, pausing and taking a step back and really like kind of quitting everything before the great resignation became the great resignation <laughs> yeah. um, buzzword. Uh, I just, you know, after the pandemic, it was about a year after and I just so many major life events besides the pandemic had happened in my life. And I'd been doing the same awesome thing for 20 years. I love public relations and, you know, built up a great reputation of being an innovator in tech and PR, writing a couple books, teaching at a university, all these great boxes checked off and having really one of the most successful years of my agency career, the, the year that I was just so overwhelmed and so frazzled and so really you know unhappy that I couldn't, I didn't have time to even think. And there's a lot also happening in my, my personal life with my kids, they needed my support. And it was just, I don't know, it was the universe was kind of like telling me like I needed to just take a step back. Like 
Um, so I did. And so I just so decided. Wait, okay. I, I just want to pause, right? I just pause. I want to pause. Just stop you right there because sometimes like for me, it takes a brick over my head and sometimes I'm really in touch and I'm like, Oh, the universe is talking to me. Step back. So was it a brick over the head or was it, you are very, you really just noticed, Oh, I need to slow down here. Like, it was, it was becoming difficult to get through my days. My days were stacked okay. with Zoom call after Zoom call. And I found myself, you know, waking up at four or five in the morning to do everything personally that I needed to do to support my family, my daughter. And then I'd get right on the calls from like nine to five and then, you know, went right into, you know, dinner and whatever happens after five. And it was just a little bit so overwhelming. And I used the you know, the term, you know, I was burning out, I was burning the candle at both ends. And I just had this like flash, like, I don't want to say that I had like, I wasn't suicidal, but I never really understood like suicidal, like, you know, like what it felt like I hadn't experienced that, but something not minor, major, you know, depending on your frame of mind, but I had one of my clients websites go down and I felt like what if my team, you know, had, it, we were responsible for it. So like, it was just like, you're so burned out that like the littlest things have such a big impact on you. And I was like, oh my God, this is the end of the world that we're going to get blamed for it. And your mind keeps going. And that's when I realized I'm like, Lisa, you're like way, you have way too much going on to be feeling this extreme for something, you know, this, you know, for every problem, there's a solution type of thing. And it really ended up not having anything to do with us. But you know, you're just, you, you start not thinking clearly and start being really stressed out over the littlest things that are triggering you to have like, maybe take, you know, some extreme action that you wouldn't normally. So that was kind of my signal that I needed to really, I was fortunate enough to, I had money saved in my business. I was in a position where I could just stop everything because I could always recreate my business. I could always go get clients, but I could not replicate you know, my family and, and replace, you know, my kids and they needed me at that time. So I gave 30 days notice to my clients. I gave 30 days notice to my team. I helped everybody find, you know, a good spot. And I just said, let me just take a step back and number one, focus on my kids and what they needed me for. And then while doing that, I wanted to take what I was doing and go instead of one-to-one one -one with my clients and do ton for you services to see what it would be like to create digital products where I'm, I'm being able to reach many. So, you know, reach a wider audience with my strategies and my kind of like method that I have developed over the years for different things, which includes digital detox um, along with PR and marketing. You know, you have to yeah. have a, a very um, realistic mindset and balanced mindset to be in PR and marketing today. So combining my love and passion for yoga and life balance with my professional world was something I wanted to also look into. Yeah. So you step back. And so what kind of tools did you do to get your mental health together? Like, I mean, because uh, that's a lot. You see yourself. It is. It's a lot. It's I mean, a lot. It wasn't so, just your family. It's yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 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 You needed a breath. <laughs> I needed a, I needed a, a definitely a lot of breath. And what I did before, for the 30 days before everything just kind of like I turned everything okay, over. So you, yeah. Once that, okay. So you get, you, you play, you took care of your clients, you took care yeah. of your employees, you took care of all that. Then yeah. what'd you do? Cause I mean, yeah, well, a couple you of like me, you're a worker, you work, yeah. you're used to working. So that had right. to have been different. 
It was, it was, but I, I did go to um, a place called Canyon Ranch for about two weeks Oh yeah. where I just spent some solitude time and you don't have to go to a Canyon Ranch. You could, you know, create your own solitude time, you know, at, at your home or go visit a, rel- rel- you know, go visit somebody where you're out of your space from everyday life. So I did that and I did a lot of personal self, self-development work and a lot of just let my, just kind of like let my mind go. And I didn't really have an agenda while I was there other than just to work on myself and explore, you know, learn about new things about personal growth and development that they had there. And I came back really, really refreshed. But that was, let's say two weeks. So that's like two week, two months after I took the step back and the pause. And I thought, whoa, I'm, I'm great. That was about a year and a half ago. And, you know, now just looking back, I see that it's taken a good year and a half to actually unravel from everything I had stacked over the years in my career and my business and, you know, having teams of, you know, 15 to 20 on my payroll and my inbox is still, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of my inbox. Like I just can't get my, my inbox under control, even though I'm going through this pause phase. Like, it's just like, I'm thinking about just like dumping everything and just starting a new, new name. I, I, I I understand. My husband's always an inbox zero. I've never, maybe when I started, like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It's not even a goal of mine anymore. I'm just like, try to stay current. Like I scrolled through just to make sure we were good for today. Looking for your name. <laughs> that was a <impressive. laughs> Yeah. I'm so glad to hear somebody else is doing the same thing. Cause I've tried and I try to practice what I preach. I mean, I, I've done all types of content on productivity and, you know, I believe in if you can handle it. Um, I, I don't know if, as an entrepreneur, if, if inbox zero is really that realistic, you know, like if, if you're moving from one company to another and you don't have to save all those emails for any reason whatsoever, then it's a lot easier. I just, yeah. It's like the bane of my existence is email at this point. Like exactly. Yeah. It's it's so true. And yeah, so I'm I'm saying like, you know, it's been the pause that I've been doing and, you know, I haven't been like completely at a standstill for the past year and a half. I took the time to, you know, help my daughter and also, you know, try different projects that I had been kind of like side passion projects, like my female disruptors and creating my digital courses and digital products and exploring affiliate marketing. And I, and I never really had the time to do that. And also exploring over the past year and a half and researching web three and like, what's the next phase of the internet and how does that impact not only public relations and marketing, which is my professional background, but also how is that going to impact our mental health? And how is that going to impact our, you know, balancing our life in a digital world versus life in, you know, our our 2D world? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, and then are there tools that you developed that you've been maintaining since then? Yeah, so a couple of things that are, I've, you know, been very consistent with. Well, I've always been, uh, I've been practicing yoga for 30 years and I decided about eight years ago to get my, uh, a certifi- certification to be a yoga certified instructor. I always knew that yoga is something that, you know, is going to help obviously physically. Um, I didn't realize now in hindsight, how much it's helped me as an entrepreneur, keep things as balanced as possible. But one of the things I will say is like, when I went through that period where I was like burning out, I couldn't, no matter how much yoga and, and meditation I did, 
that wasn't what I needed. Like it was more extreme. Like I needed to take that pause, but I've continued to do yoga and meditation. But when I was at Canyon Ranch, one thing that I discovered that I think is very powerful for me, at least I hadn't really heard of it is Qigong. So Qigong is more of energy work. I don't know if you've tried it. Have you tried it? I, I had um, a Qigong master on and he did some with us and it, it's amazing. It, and it's it not really difficult. is. And, it's not. And it yeah. really helps kind of just align your energy. And whether you're doing it in the morning, which I like to do, like there's a five minute YouTube, I don't know who you had on, but Lee Holden is who I follow. And he has um, on YouTube, if you just Google him, he has like a five or 10 minute um, morning routine for Qigong. So that's been very helpful. And I've also been studying a lot. I just brought this book to, sh to share with you that um, it's called Project 369. Uh -huh. So <clears throat> I actually bought this. I bought like a box of them to give out as gifts this year, holiday gifts. But the 369 is the power of vibration and numerology and writing things down three things in the three times in the morning, six times in the mid afternoon, and then nine times at night. And you know, there's all the statistics about writing things down that I'm, if you don't know, like that's just writing down your goals that you're going to make them happen. But been very fascinated by the power of the 369 and just the power of like numerology and frequency and vibration. So I listen to in the morning or while I'm working the frequency that's like the best frequency for productivity and positivity. And then at the end of my day, I use the frequency, like I'll just do like on YouTube, like Google, like sleep music, that frequency. And it just, I really just think like all of these things make a difference. And it is using digital because we're using YouTube and we're using all of this technology that wasn't available to us. But it's like, how do we use technology to better ourselves without letting technology like suck us in? which can yeah. be, we need to take a pause on technology, but here's a way to use technology without it using us. The Project 369 is great. And Lisa J talked about it on one of the episodes. I love yeah. it. And also for me, journaling and meditation are the two best tools there are to get whatever, to balance me is the best way. Exactly, exactly. And I, I just, I, to be honest, like, I mean, I'm practicing what I've been preaching more than ever. I'm actually doing it where yes, everyone can say, oh, journaling. It just, it sounds like so obvious, but if you don't do it, it doesn't work. Yeah, when yeah you, I know. When you do do it, it's just, it really is like magic. It just like takes all this clutter out of your head and removes it and organizes it or just it's like the cloud like the black cloud in your head now becomes lighter inside your brain because of the of the journaling it's very powerful and I'm like I don't, know, I don't have my notebook here but I use a old-fashioned notebook and I oh, also yeah. use my my calendar but I use my my notebook is more of like my to-do list and it's a combination of personal business and every page is it the day? And then I like move it to the next page and whatever I don't do. So I just, I don't never got into journaling because I didn't want to carry around multiple notebooks. Like it's a dumb idea for, to not do that, to, that's not a good reason to not journal. So I just was like, you know, I'm just going to use the same notebook and I would create a page and I'd be like, everything I'm happy with today. And then I'd list it out. And then the next page, everything that's annoying me today. Um, and then people in my life, I'm most happy with on a scale of one to 10, I was like, and I made it like kind of like I gamified it to like how I do my business. And that's how I did my journaling. So mm -hmm. it worked for me. And then it's kind of interesting to look back like a year ago, like, 
who was annoying to me a year ago and who who, who I was grateful to have in my life. And well, I always that's great. I love that. And you can that you can look back. Yeah, hopefully nobody finds it that, that oh, I didn't no, give them no. a good my, rating. My friends, my <laughs> friends know I die. You burn all that. You come in. You clear out that stuff. And like, I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, I went to Miraval long, long time where I learned about a lot of different of these tools and techniques. And they they I did this thing like, who fills you with joy? And it was such a happy thing. And I've always thought about who and sending good vibes to different but good thoughts yourself and then to people who you love and then somebody you don't know, but you see every day. But thinking of who fills me with joy really makes a difference because those are the people I always wanted to surround myself with. It and really so I does. like your making, making this list. Yeah. And it also makes you realize like, okay, who are you giving your energy to the most energy? And, and what I realized when I was doing those lists, and this was, I've done it a couple of times over the past year, but you realize like the people sometimes that you're giving giving away your energy to are the people that are really having a negative impact on you. And they're not your favorite people for whatever reasons. And so it just shows you that focusing on the people that are bringing you positive energy and and gratitude and joy are much more efficient for your own personal mental health than to have your energy being robbed by somebody that is just causing you whatever reason toxicity and negativity and problems. And you can't always eliminate people. I'm not saying to do that because some people might be your family or just that you can't just say like, oh, cross cross them out of my life. But be aware that uh, you really focus on the people that are bringing you the most joy and that you can bring joy to and appreciate your energy. And that's, that's another thing I've learned is that all this energy that you're trying to give, for example, maybe a family member that needs your help and they don't really see it as you're helping them and you're just trying to help them, but you're giving out all this energy and they really aren't taking it. So you got to move on and let go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So for somebody who is burning out and they're not aligned with who and what they really want to do, but maybe it all um, looks so good from the outside and you would never know, what would you tell them? Before I really started burning out, one thing I was very, very good at, and I think that this is something that is almost something not to brag about, but you know how people say like, oh, I'm a great multitasker and like really multitasking is the worst you can do. I was excellent at compartmentalizing. So I was able to just, you know, just kind of like go from one thing to another, but it was so extreme that I was never giving my brain space to recover from each thing that I was jumping from one to the other. And so I almost named my book, uh, Digital Detox Secrets, I almost um, named it uh, Creating Space because I think that that's like the most important thing that we can do for ourselves is to not overschedule ourselves, whether it's you know going from work to personal commitments, even getting married and having kids and like the whole process of that, it's a lot. Like if you look back, like, you know, you have kids, we were talking about about that before, you know, Mm -hmm. life kind of goes from like college to 20 something to marriage to kids. And that's kind of been like the life routine. And then all of a sudden your kids are graduating from high school. And then all of a sudden now you have this space, you know, you hear about that too, like the empty nester space. But I just think that whatever the cycles of your life are, whether you're having kids or, you know, that like, giving yourself space in between all of these like life events and commitments and 
you know, sometimes vacations aren't really vacations. They're just like running around, like trying to see as much as possible. So, you know, maybe a vacation isn't this planned big itinerary. Maybe it's just like you're taking a week off of work at your house by yourself in solitude with, you know, you and your life partner or just you by yourself. Or, you know, I I think that that's a little bit becoming more of a trend is these retreats that you can go on, whether it's a group retreat or your own retreat, but take the time, like take that space on the weekends or during the week for yourself a hundred percent. And, you know, you, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent isolation, but I just believe that that solitude in that space is something I wish I was better at because I think I could have prevented the extreme burned out that I became, but you know, maybe not, but I, I do think that when you're multitasking and you're able to compartmentalize, that can be a really good thing, but then it can also, you know, be something that could backfire. It's important. It's such an interesting, I had never even thought about it, like going from one thing to the next to the next and taking the five minute. In fact, I, I want to, I keep talking about it on, on this podcast. I'm going to start putting five minute reboot meditations on YouTube because just taking five minutes, they're energizing. It's an amazing thing what a five minute meditation will do. Even a standing meditation, if you, because I, yeah, I, sit, I sit like this in front of a screen all day. So it's amazing what they can do. I want to share another example of that. So I had a couple of events for my female disruptors um, brand. And one of my speakers, uh, she had such a great tip and she called it the bath commute. And she's a single mom and she would, you know, leave work. And before going to pick up her kids from school, she'd allow an hour and she'd go home and take a bath and put her headphones on before picking up her kids from work and just going straight into like work to kids. And so I just love that term, the bath commute, because I started taking baths during the day, like at lunch, you know, when I'm working from home or if I'm, you know, at a conference, at a hotel, I'll just like take that, you know, in between whatever, like just take a bath and just like put your headphones on and just regroup. And it just is completely refreshing and like put, you know, just gives you that time to, to recharge. Yeah. I was a single mom with my two kids. I can't even fathom such a thing. It was right. I know it almost maybe seems she like wasn't in LA traffic. I don't know. I just, like, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. Um, oh it seems God. like almost like you feel guilty to do that, but you know, when you can do it, I think that it, it's super helpful. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I would just do, it took a brick over my head to be like, uh, and um, it, it got me to take quarterly four day weekends to recharge. That's what I ended up doing. Just getting people to watch the kids. It took a village, but I learned I needed to recharge. And yes. uh, that's and how I would do it. I, I, you know, that was my bath, I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know, and, whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how I would do it because I just, I had to do that. So what's the hardest challenge that you've gone through and how did you get through it? So I think right now the challenge is it's not as easy. Like for me, like I was doing basically, you know, living in the PR tech agency world for 20 years. And I had a lot of, I still have a big network and I'm a networker. I'm a connector, kind of like our friend Joe, he's a connector too. And I think the biggest challenge is just, you know, I, I don't want to continue doing the same thing. And I'm trying, I've been trying female disruptors and I'm, you know, still working on that. I'm working on my digital courses. 
And I think it's just challenging, just completely changing, you know, like how somebody would change jobs, like completely changing types of businesses that you're doing. You're, you have to rewire your brain and it's a good challenge. Like I really love it. And I love podcasting. I love talking to people, whether I'm a guest or a host. So that part I love that I can do regardless of my business. And that's kind of how we met is through the podcast or a master group that we are part of. Yeah, I just, I feel like that's my one consistent is the podcasting can apply to whatever business I'm doing. Uh, But it's, you know, it's that transition of like doing the service oriented business versus the digital types of products and, and training and things like that. And, you know, just different systems, but it's fun. It's fun. It's just a reinvention. Speaking of your four day week, also one of the things that no matter what business I'm doing right now, I have my, my week looks like this. Mondays and Fridays, I don't do any Zoom calls. I, I reserve my Mondays and Fridays to do like deep creative planning work. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my on days where I'm like Zoom calls, planning calls, cre- recording, interviewing, things like that. So that has made my life a lot easier knowing that I have that, that buffer where I'm not trying to fit in. Oh, I have to work on this article. I have to research this. Plus AI has helped us so much, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yes, completely. Uh, yeah. 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 For the last, yeah, definitely. Artificial intelligence has, has really helped me have like a little bit of a new lease on PR and marketing where possibly I would, you know, now go back to doing consulting and doing, you know, lightly with that. Yeah. I, lots of ways. Yeah. <laughs> it helps plenty. Do you have a message I hope you want to give? I do. I do. So one of the things I've looked at and researched and really realized from this 369 project is how you say I am versus I will. Uh And the power of I am versus I will is just incredible. So that's my kind of like hope message is when you're talking to yourself and, you know, journaling and using that I am versus I will the I am is going to get you from your mind to reality versus letting what's around you dictate what's happening to you. So that has given me a lot of hope that I'm, we're our own creator. And we, a lot of times get caught up in like everything around us is having an impact on our creation, our own, like who we're going to be, who we are, I am. So that I think gives everybody that power that they feel like either they don't have or they give away the power to the outside world that's influencing us when really we have more power than we know we have. Yeah. And say it out loud. I am. And then I am like with everything great about you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it also could have the opposite effect if you're saying I am anything negative, anything like I am not worth it and I am not qualified. So that's really too busy. I am mm-hmm. busy. No, there's plenty of space. It's, it doesn't have to be a badge. Can you imagine? I used to say, how are you? Busy, busy. It's not a badge. How about if you said, how are you? Great. I've created all this space in my life and I can I, breathe. I can get on the floor and play with my kids or my, or whoever. Absolutely. I can get together with my friends. I love this. I love your, that you're reading project 369 and, and all the vibrational frequencies. And as long as we stay Yeah. Yeah, One ahead. of the other things I've realized so over the summer, I had a little bit of like a health scare. I'm, I'm for the most part, everything's fine. But at, at, over the summer, I didn't know what was happening. So I, um, I, I stopped drinking alcohol 
just to eliminate like that, you know, and my husband and I, we both would have like wine at the end of the day and, you know, on the weekends, happy hours with friends. And, you know, to me, it just was like fun, like social experience. So I stopped drinking for two weeks and then we went to Greece and I stopped. Um, I was very moderate, like even though we were on vacation, because I, I really didn't know what was going on with my health. And I just was trying to eliminate all, anything that would be like negative that I'm, I have the control of putting in my body. Anyway, long story short, you know, now I've, since I've been experimenting two weeks off, um, two weeks on, two weeks off, you know, I realize like how much clearer like your mind is without drinking and putting any alcohol in your body. And then I've been researching the impact of the negative impact. Like alcohol is basically poison that we put in our body. Like I'm not against alcohol. I still can't have drinks or whatever, but I'm much more conscious and aware of the negative impact that it can have on your your mood and sleep and, you know, your overall gut and your brain and like all your liver. Like I just never really paid attention to it. I mean, I, you know, it's just, so I've just had that. You kind live of like, on the water uh, in Florida. I think it's part of your lifestyle. It is. It is. It's like every day is happy hour, no matter what hour it's yeah. so fun. But at the same time, I've just realized like, um, you know, just kind of dialing it back and finding alternatives to that social experience. So, you know, whether it's like, You'll you know, probably drink. attract all new people. You're yeah, going to attract drink. people that vibrate at a higher yeah, frequency yeah. now. Yeah. Drinks that um are, you know, instead of alcohol, like, you know, have THC in it for the social experience. And there's now drinks that have like the um, microdosing of the mushrooms in it and things like that. And they're all like, you know, just very low level type of things, but it's just, they're healthier, healthier. I'm looking more at healthier healthier alternatives to alcohol. And I'm not saying that I've eliminated alcohol, but I'm just more aware of like what it does to my brain, my motivation, my goals, you know, my outcomes, um, my sleep versus, you know, before. So I'm way more aware of that. And, you know, up until I'd say six months ago, I, that was not really on my radar at all. Oh, that's so interesting. And I, I just had a question also with PR because how we present ourselves is PR. And I just think that's really interesting online or in person. How have you seen that change? Have you seen a big change in that? I mean, overall, like personal branding, um, you mean with myself or just in general, like advice that I give? Either, either. Yeah. So, I mean, with myself, I, you know, that's kind of been um, one thing is that, you know, making sure and whether it's me or anybody listening that you want to make sure that you're you know, you're, you're paying attention to your personal brand and how you're perceived and being active on things like LinkedIn and, you know, professional social media networks, and then in-person events, the same thing. So, you know, if we're talking about drinking, like, you know, from a PR perspective, like, you know, maybe just watch, just have one glass of wine or, you know, have one, one glass of club soda and, you know, you have that social drink with you, but it doesn't always have to be alcohol because, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a way that is social, but then sometimes it can get sloppy. So, you, you know, making sure that you're having that balance of not being, you know, the one that is, you know, not able to get out of bed the next day at the conference. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, at the same time, it's also very social. So it's a balance, but, you know, I, I really have been studying um, social media, the blend of social media and search marketing with public relations and, you know, from a personal standpoint, I will say that it's important that, you know, you're, you're aware and you're optimizing your social media and your, you know, any articles that you might be 
publishing or might be, um, you know, maybe you have a quote in, a media mention in, those are all going to be found in search when somebody's searching, let's say, Lauren Abrams. If they're searching you, you want to be, you know, all the positive stuff to come up, which is going to be your social media channels, your social media um, posts, your your podcasts, you know, optimizing your podcasts so that you have this personal brand that has this positive impression. Because one negative thing, one negative review or one bad picture posted that you're tagged in or, you know, you, that's going to end up like if you don't have all these positive things like you know, ahead of time, that one negative thing, because you really weren't paying attention to any of the positive and doing any of the proactive things, that's going to show up when somebody's searching your name on Google or, you know, possibly on Facebook or, you know, so just you want to be aware that, you know, you're you're being proactive with your personal brand. And that doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur or a business professional, but especially, I'm going to say, especially females, because we need all the help that we can get to get our fair share of the spotlight in media coverage. So do it, do as much as you can yourself proactively um, because unfortunately the statistics are still that men get picked over women when it comes to media interviews because men are considered more authoritative and that's the sad but true fact. Those are very good tips. So I appreciate this. Oh, thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. We will have links to everything of Lisa's, um, all her programs, her books, um, everything. And and you want to get on her email list. She has so many fabulous offers. You definitely want to get that. I'd love to give everybody that's listening and you can hopefully put it in the show notes. I'll send you the oh, link. Oh yeah, but, definitely. Um, I will. Yeah, give everybody a free um, PDF version of my book, Digital Detox Secrets. You can get the free version here on the podcast show notes, or you can buy it on Amazon for $20. So I don't know, yeah. <laughs> get <Yeah>. it for free. <laughs> yeah, it'll be here. It'll also be on the website. So yeah. I'll have links to everything on the website and the show notes in here. So yeah, this was so great, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren. And namaste, everybody. If anybody wants to connect with me, just you know, connect with me through LinkedIn. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you the messages of balance, self-honesty, and gratitude. Such fulfilling messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to share this episode with your friends and to rate and review the podcast so more people feel less alone in the overwhelm and to remember the pause. Answers emerge in the pause and instead of adding to your to-do list, how about a to-don't list? Be sure to tune in next week when we're talking about imposter syndrome and how to walk through your fears. It's a super empowering episode, allowing you to feel like your authentic self. You do get to align with who you really want to be and do those things you really want to do. You're going to love it. This is a show for burnt out overachieving type Ayers. Unlike other shows for burnt out overachievers, only we take you off the hamster wheel by ditching the to-do list for the to-don't list. Until next week, I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.